0: Our message this afternoon is from Mr. Lawrence Gregory. It is entitled, Three Ways, God's, Man's, and Satan's. In Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, we read, Four commands with one positive good result. Thus says the Lord, stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. So we see these four requests here are to stand, that's pause and consider, see, ask, and walk. And the result will be rest to us. The rest of scripture says, but they said, we will not walk therein. So some refuse and reject that way. Well, that's the title of the message today is three ways. God's, man's, and Satan's. Those are main categories with lesser, minor, descriptive ways in all three of those. Now... If we were to look in the scriptures we would count the word way is used 661 times and the plural of ways in reference to these uh, three main categories is used 202 times so that is almost 900 references to way and ways obviously we're going to amend that with just a few uh, scriptures today. Now first A category is God's way. Let's consider God's way. In Psalm chapter 18, verse 30. Psalm chapter 18, verse 30. As for God, His way is perfect. That says enough right there. And, if you'll excuse me, as I mentioned, I'm going to try to keep my comments to a minimum. uh, Not say some of the things maybe that I intended to, but just look at the scriptures. And maybe we can have a a reading of most of those scripture references that I have. Revelation 15.3 And they sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God, just and true are thy ways, you king of saints. And in Proverbs 27, 11, Just going to go through a number of references here, if I can uh, quickly here. Proverbs twenty-seven, eleven. No. Let's go on to John fourteen, four, six. Jesus said, of course. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and the light. In Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So God has a high way that we are to reach for, we're to strive for. We'll see in a little uh, later in the description of man's ways and some of the uh, contrasted ways with God, but let's go on to, back to Deuteronomy, the 8th chapter. We have uh, three references in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, the 8th chapter. Okay, we have the scriptures behind, but not on the wall back there, so uh, I'll just uh, assume that they're all behind me here, Brian. Deuteronomy 8, verse 6. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God, and walk in His ways, and to fear Him. And Deuteronomy 26:16. This day the Lord your God has commanded you to do these statutes and judgments. You shall therefore keep and do them with all your heart and with all your soul. You have avouched the Lord this day to be thy God and to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and to hearken unto his voice. And so we can see in the plurality here of God continually to say, if you looked at many other references, his commandments... His statutes and His judgments. So God has many ways, but the overall category is everything that is just and right and true and good. God doesn't have any evil way. He has only good and right and true ways that He wants us to walk in. Deuteronomy the 30th chapter. And verse 15 and 16 See, I have set before you this day life and good and death and evil, in that I command you this day to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways and to keep His commandments and His statutes and His judgments, that you may live and multiply, and the Lord thy God shall bless you in the land whither you go to possess it. And notice the verse 17 Kind of a, a play on words, even though it's different words and not even uh, antonyms uh, in the Hebrew, but if you turn away your heart so that you will not hear. So, on the one hand, God tells us to walk in His way or His ways of His commandments, His statutes, and judgments, but not to turn away. So, I think there's a real interesting play on that word, away from the way, the ways of God, and what He expects man to uh, follow his examples of uh, his commandments, his statutes, his judgments. Now, whether we know them, whether we understand them, whether we agree with them, accept or reject God's ways, his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments are always right, true, just, and good for our benefit. So, let's look at the second category here of uh, man's ways. And man's ways, just by uh, nature, can either be good or bad, depending on uh, the circumstances, situations. So, there's a lot of qualifying and a lot of explanation that uh, we won't uh, look at today. But let's go to Psalm 25, Psalm 25, verse 4. And This is a prayer of David: "Show me thy ways, O Lord, teach me thy paths." And so interjecting the ways of the path, and if you know you're out in the wilds or in the wilderness you're walking, you uh, want to go through an area, you'll find a path from animals or, or mankind that's set down, or like we have roads and highways, and, and we follow those uh, known ways. Some of them are uh, difficult, some of them are easy. But David's prayer, and that's what our request would be, for God to show us his ways. Now, you know, if you look at the society today, you see it's a society that is uh, not paying attention, not asking, not seeking after God or his ways. They're going the ways of the world, going the ways of man, going the ways of Satan, but they're leaving God out of the picture. And so uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians, the uh, 12th chapter, 1 Corinthians 12 as he lifts those gifts of the uh, Spirit of God. We'll just look here in verse 31. But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet I show unto you a more excellent way. It's great that we have gifts, that we can express God's Holy Spirit in various ways. I won't go back through. We know about the gifts of God and their operation in the church and the benefit to the church the benefit to the world as God works through men uh, with his Holy Spirit. But Paul said there's a greater way than just these physical manifestation of these gifts, as important as they are, and then he goes into chapter 13, which we, which we won't do, but that is love. The greatest is that gift of love that God has given us and, and expects us to walk in. It's hard. You know, men do a lot of things out of lust. They do a lot of things out of hate. They do a lot of things out of animosity. But uh, when they do things out of love, the, the end result is going to be more positive. You know, we say and we hear a lot, uh, and I've heard this just on the television news uh, a few times in just the recent days, uh, this saying, my way or the highway? And they're accusing some of the politicians of saying it's got to be my way or the highway. We've heard that all of our life. Some of us probably know and have sung the song by uh, a number of popular uh, singers. I did it my way. I did it my way. You know, leaving God out of the picture trying to do things our way is not always the best. Now. In considering this, uh, intermittently we have some positive and some negative application of uh, many scriptures. But uh, let's go back to Isaiah, the 55th chapter, where we were a little earlier there. Isaiah 55, we'll look at another verse there, verse 7. Isaiah 55, verse 7. Let me start at verse 6. It's not on our note, but it's a new paragraph. Seek ye the Lord, while he may be found. Call upon him, while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. You've heard me in previous messages say... From the Genesis to Revelation, the call of God, the instruction is repentance, is for man to change. Because originally God made man upright. He made him righteous and perfect, but then sin entered. And uh, the result uh, that God was wanting to restore man back to uh, righteousness, back to his way. And so ultimately we just came through the Feast of Tabernacles showing the uh, temporariness of this life and of our... Uh, living in the examples but looking forward to that time when we're going to be with him forever eternally perfect a spirit being leaving this flesh and physical world and going into the spirit world for all eternity so that's a a great wonderful opportunity that's uh, ahead of us and thank God in the Church of God that we understand this and you know it's it's not my purpose today but it's interesting that um, we have the Church of God and then adversarially, contradictory to that, we have the synagogue of Satan that's mentioned a number of times. but let's go to second uh, Peter, uh, the second chapter. Verse 15 and 21. Second Peter: 15. He's talking here about uh, evil, wicked people who come into the church and are affecting the brethren by false teachings and uh, deceiving them and they even feast among us and uh, bring heresies among the Church of God members which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor, who loved the wages wages of unrighteousness. And then in uh, verse... 21, For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it's happened to them, according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. There's a great responsibility and I can't let this pass without saying that. When God calls us and opens our mind to understand His way And we start down that way, and we are walking in that way. There's a great warning to us not to turn from that, not to forsake it, not to go back to the way of the world, not to turn back to our old ways that we've abandoned, that were wicked and evil. In uh, the uh, same chapter here, verse uh, 1 and 2, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Pernicious ways. Pernicious means destructive. It means, uh, uh, let's see, lasciviousness, evil, lawless, shameless conduct there are some people that reject the commandments of God the clear instruction of the old testament new testament Christ's expectation and want to live according to their own standard and their own way and uh, we cannot follow that brethren. we've got to stand against those who teach and say oh well, it's okay to do this pernicious way it's okay to do this by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And you hear a lot of the truth of God spoken evil of today. If you, like me, you get just sick and tired of seeing and hearing what's going on in the news and the world and the political things and all the hashing back and forth uh, of uh, what's right and what's wrong and leaving God totally out of the picture. Back in uh, Jeremiah, the 25th chapter, you know, it's hard just to read scriptures and not make some comments and think about it, but I'm going to hustle along here. We've got uh, 15 minutes. Jeremiah 25, 5. They said this was during the days of uh, 600 years before uh, Christ, during the time of the destruction of Babylon when Jeremiah was prophesying to Jerusalem during that time of the destruction of the city at 606. They said, turn you again, how every one now, pardon me, everyone from his evil way and from the evil of your doings and dwell in the land that the Lord has given unto you and to your fathers forever and ever and go not after other gods to serve them and to worship them and provoke me not to anger with the works of your hands and I will do you no hurt. And he's continuing on here. Go to Jonah, the minor prophet of Jonah at his preaching there of... Uh, the word of God to Nineveh and see what happened. In uh, chapter three, verse eight and through verse ten. But let here's the preaching but let every man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God, yea, let every yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who could tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? And God saw their works that they turned from their evil way and God repented of the evil that he said that he would do unto them and he did it not. And such so a power of repentance when a person changes and turns from their evil wicked way and turns to God You'll forgive and bless. And what a wonderful example that we have in um, the book of uh, Jonah for us. Now, uh, back to Proverbs. And I've heard uh, uh, Ron Wilhoyt use this, uh, I think, a number of times. And we've we've spoken of it. And we all know it. And probably have it marked in our Bibles. But a very important key scripture. Proverbs, the third chapter, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not unto your own understanding. In all thy ways. Acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy paths. Everything that we're doing. All of our ways. Acknowledge him. This is what my plan is. This is what my thought is. Uh, Is that according to your will God? Uh, I'd like to do this. I'd like to go there. Uh, I don't want to do that. I shouldn't do that. What should I do? Uh, I, I mentioned... One time, many years ago, back in, back in the early 60s, um, Dave Antion was my pastor here in Tulsa back in uh, 1960, and I moved to, with my military thing to uh, Kansas in 64, and he left in 65. So four years, I was blessed having him as a pastor. And uh, I used to bug him a lot. I'd come up and I'd ask him, what about this scripture? What about this scripture? Every week I said, what about this scripture? What about this scripture? And Daniel 9, 27, would you explain that to me? One time he looked at me, he said, You're going to have to learn this because I'm not telling you anymore. Uh, You're going to have to, uh, there's one of these days I'm not going to be around here and you're going to have to answer this yourself. And uh, it was kind of a strong rebuke that I needed to hear. He knew I needed it. He knew I guess I could handle it. And uh, so, uh, and I was thinking, you know, in those young teenage days, boy, wouldn't it be great if I just had somebody can just follow me around and tell me do this and don't do that and do this and don't do that and, One day I thought, you dummy, there is somebody doing that. God is there saying don't do this and don't do that or do this or don't do that. He said he's with us. His presence is there. I just have to listen to him. And uh, I thank God, Dave Antion, told me what I needed to hear in a very strong way. I'm not telling you. Go look it up and remember it because I'm not always going to be here. And uh, so it helped. But... In all of our ways. That's saying a lot, isn't it? He will direct us. If we trust in him with all of our heart. Proverbs, the fourth chapter, back up. Uh, no, go forward. <laughs> Excuse me. When you rush, you make mistakes. So, I'm going ru- to still rush here. Proverbs 4, uh, let's see, 14 and 19. Enter not into the path of the wicked... And go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass it by, turn not from it, pass it away. Uh, let's just drop down. Uh, verse 18. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more under the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble Matthew seven thirteen fourteen. 14 Remember Jesus said broad is the way and many that go in thereat but straight is the way and narrow is the way and few be that enter That word straight means difficult it's not like an arrow it's it's winding it's torture it's difficult isn't it it's hard to obey God it's hard to get it right It's not easy to sacrifice and give up and turn. Yeah, the blessings are there when we contrast it. The way of life, is, it's, it's a greater blessing than the way of death. And people who leave God out of their life, don't they suffer the consequences sometimes more and worse than we do? Even though we all have troubles and trials and tests and problems we don't want to get into that to explain why that is the case. But uh, in Jeremiah, the 7th chapter, Let's look at this again. Isaiah, Jeremiah, the 7th chapter, verse 3 through 5. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place, Trust you not in lying words, saying, The temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. For if you thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, if you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, if you oppress not the stranger, the fatherless, the widow, and shed not innocent blood in the place, neither walk after the gods to your heart, And he goes on continuing, uh, well, let me finish verse 7. Then will I cause you to dwell in this place, in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. So we're told to amend, to change, to correct our ways. How many times over the years you've heard me say, if mankind would listen to God and change, the revolution that would take place in society, all the benefits, all the good, the many wonderful things that are there just waiting for mankind in the goodness of following after God he would uh, benefit from it well uh, let's continue on now the third category main category with the lesser uh, ways that are uh, uh, used is the ways of Satan Matthew chapter 6 in the Lord's Prayer verse 13 Matthew chapter 6. This is on the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus gave us this model prayer. Within it, seven requests. The seventh final request here. I'll just go through. We know this. After this manner, therefore, pray you in verse 9. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. And uh, do you have the New King James? Uh, yeah, uh, where it says, deliver us from the evil one. The intent, and you'll notice this from other uh, translations from Greek. Our prayer should be, deliver us from temptation, and the seventh request is, not just deliver us from evil, but deliver us from the evil one. Because he's the one, that introduced evil into the world to Adam and Eve and he's been around hanging around continually and uh, we need in our prayer to continually ask God to deliver us from Satan. Now, in uh, Proverbs, go back there, uh, twenty-eight. Proverbs 28, verse 10, Whoso causes the righteous to go astray in an evil way, he shall fall himself into his own pit. Interesting, isn't it? We see this brought out. You do evil, evil comes back. Do dirty on your neighbor, dirty comes back to you. That's kind of a, a saying we have here. And we know this. But keep in mind, whoso does evil or brings evil on someone... They're going to fall into the same pit. Now, go to keep that in mind and go to Revelation, the 20th chapter, verse 1. Revelation 20, verse 1. And I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan... "...and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that he must be loosed a little season." And then in Revelation, uh, the same chapter here, verse 10, "...and the devil, after a thousand years, he's released a little bit." And then in verse 10, I'm not going to explain all those other verses in there, "...but the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire." and brimstone, where the beast and false prophet were, and shall be uh, tormented uh, day and night forever and ever. So the consequence or result of him being thrown into that pit is forever and eternal. I think it's interesting. He caused man to be into a pit because of sin, and yet he himself is going to be thrown into a pit because of sin, because of his own sin, and suffer the consequences. Temporarily, yes, for a while and then released after a thousand years and then thrown back into it again after a short time for eternity into that great pit of eternal death and darkness. Now, uh, Satan, his ways, we know, false religions, ideologies, bad governments, wrong education. Humanism. We can just go on and ideologies and isms and the wrong things that men are following. Look at the masses of 7 billion people on earth today. How many of them are following these false ways? False science, false religions, false uh, education. All of these things. Leaving God out of the picture. How many are really truly following God? And how many in the human are really walking in the ways of good and righteous and good character and nobility and sincerity. There are a few even that don't know God that are trying to uh, have character, but the vast majority are just going along in this world, in this system, just doing things by, by nature and uh, are leaving uh, God out of the picture. Now, the devil, Satan. Here's some of his names. The scriptures identify him. The devil, the adversary. In the Hebrew, Abaddon. In the Greek, Apollyon. Destroyer evil spirit, a bad angel, prince of this world, a roaring lion, Beelzebub, the accuser of the brethren, a dragon, Lucifer, a serpent, the god of this world. We can see the mess the world is in today from rejecting God's ways and from uh, going after their own ways of carnality and Satan's ways. Now in closing, have one uh, final scripture, we can turn to uh, Hebrews, uh, the 10th chapter, and uh, have a few comments here as we close this uh, briefly amended message up today. I hope you've got something a little bit from it, something to think about at least, and uh, to expand on your own. It's a greater, more important uh, thought than I've really given justice to today, I know, but... uh, In in saying this, brethren, we have three main choices. We either have God's way, our own way, or Satan's way. God's way requires self-restraint, effort, sacrifice, change, searching, turning from our usual regular way, and rejecting the worst way of the evil of humanity and the evil way of Satan. A few do this, many don't. We recently at the Feast of Tabernacles have seen the many wonderful ways of God contrasted with the wrongful ways of Satan and man. And we know that if we're going to be correct and true to God, we're going to have to learn to turn from our ways that are natural and turn from Satan and his ways and to seek after God and his ways. Now many of us have been doing this for a long time and many of us and many more will be doing this and ultimately everyone is going to have to make those choices either God's way or man's way and the devil's way and end up in that pit of eternal death or have eternal life. But God set before us life and death. He said choose but choose life. He wants us to have life. In closing this last scripture here in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, uh, let me read uh, beginning of verse 19. We have a few verses here. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of psalmias, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as we see the day approaching. Now, my emphasis here is on verse 20, that we have been called to participate in a new and living way, which he has consecrated through his veil, through his flesh, through his death, burial, and resurrection. Tore down that old physical veil, a separated man, and made it possible for us to have access directly into the Father. And so, in closing, brethren, we know that we have been greatly blessed to have this knowledge and this understanding of God and His way and see the futility of the weakness of man's way and the error of Satan's way. And we have been greatly blessed and we rejoice in the future times of the millennium and the great white throne judgment when the masses of everyone else will have an opportunity to be so blessed as we have been to know God's way and to be able to turn from our way unto his way of righteousness and goodness and blessing and eternal life.